Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is episode 670 and I am really excited to have my new friend Jason Kreidman here. He is the founder of daduniversity.com, the one-of-a-kind education platform for dads, helping them go from overwhelmed and confused to a calm and confident parent. Through his courses, videos, and social media, he is working to improve the lives of dads around the world. Welcome, Jason. It's great to have you here. Hey, good to, good to talk with you again. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about how Dad University came to be. Well, it, it's kind of a, a story of my own journey. Um, I had had my second child, so my children were three and one, and my mother had just passed away, who was a huge influence in my life, and was frustrated, uh, frustrated with the kids, frustrated with my work, frustrated with my wife, you know, just overwhelmed, frustrated, stressed out, and just kind of seeking for, some, you know, searching for something that had to be different. I just didn't, knew I didn't want the current state to be the rest of my life. And so I basically, I, I, I had gone through grief counseling for my mother's passing. And it was the counselor there who had suggested and said, you know, if you're all frustrated with, especially your children, why not talk with some other dads? And so I made a meetup group, like a local meetup group. And I just said, you know, I don't know what this is going to be. I don't know what you know, is going to happen but there's got to be other dads doing the same thing. And so, and, and sort of in tandem, I was taking parenting classes and really enjoying them um, through redirecting children's behavior and then joy of parenting and who's, you know, the mentor of mine. And then I started get, I went through and got certified to be a parent coach. And I so, so I was going through this educational process and trying to figure out my own um, and, and, and going through all of this wasn't to, even the thought of teaching or doing this, it was really for myself. I just wanted more information. So fast forward, I'm doing this meetup group and somebody had suggested, have you ever done a podcast? And I'm like, no, I'd have no idea what a podcast is. And so uh, uh, my co-host at the time, he was doing a podcast on marketing and internet marketing. I, I visited a few times and we said, wow, we could do something like this. And so at the time we called it dudes to dads. He was unmarried, didn't have children. And we started talking about this stuff. And that's kind of the first evolution. I started doing video just because I thought that would be good. Somebody, again, suggested that um, with really no intention here of this making it a business, nothing. It was really 
helping myself, helping other people. And that evolved. The video started taking off. It was on YouTube. People started watching. People started commenting. Um, and so that took off. I continued, you know, educating myself. And then eventually, you know, fast forward to a couple of years ago, really saw that there was more needed and more wanted. I mean, people, I was attending conferences and just realizing how little resources there are for dads. And so decided to sort of build this concept of education for dads. And that's where it kind of, you know, that's where it started. And so I ended up building courses, um, now having a, you know, 300 something videos, um, the podcast episodes, you know, everything. And so, and, and in addition to somewhat of a community, you know, the community where they can talk and these, these guys can talk and talk to each other. So I would say it's just been an evolution. It's a long answer to a short question. Um, but through, it's been my own journey. You know, I, I didn't start out knowing how to handle children, but more importantly, how to handle myself. Um, that's, I would say, if there's any difference in what I'm teaching, it's more about how do we come to the table? How do we handle ourselves as a parent, you know, versus, hey, this is the technique you do when this happens. This is the technique in here. That's great. There's a lot of different philosophies of that, um, you know, and I'm learning that. Uh, tremendously when people criticize every, you know, things that you say and such, there's different styles, but more so it's, you know, what can I do for myself? How do I become more patient? How do I express more gratitude? How do I become calm? How do I become confident in what I'm doing? And so the evolution has been a lot more about myself rather than specifically, what do I do to these kids? And, or, you know, how do I help myself for these kids? It's, um, so it's been great. It's been an evolution. That's for sure. That's such a great story. And I have so many comments and questions. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I hope I remember them all. It's okay. um, the first thing I would say is I knew that your, your work and what you're building resonated with me. And you just reinforced it again when you said it's really, this work is really about learning more about ourselves and not necessarily how we're supposed to train our kids to do what we want them to do <laughs> basically. Right. Uh, and it's so yeah. important. I work with parents about that all the time. How are we showing up? What is our state of mind? Are we letting fear guide our actions or are we letting faith or confidence or our intuition guide our actions? Yeah. So, I love that your work kind of supports that philosophy. Yeah. One of the courses and it's kind of the foundation of it was the fatherhood mindset. You know, it's what, what do you have to do and, and what are the things that you can do for yourself in order to show up and be ready to be a father? So, you know, it, it's 10 steps before doing this in a tantrum situation, you know, it's, right. it's, it's way before that, that, you know, hey, when these kinds of things happen, that's fine. I know a bunch of different techniques to do stuff, but am I really equipped to handle this? Mm -hmm. And in way, you know, can I be calm? Do I take a break before, you know, I do something? Do I, uh, you know, do I calm myself in taking breaths or counting to 10 or, you know, how am I being mindful about this? So, yeah, no, and that's, I think, why we connected. It's, it, 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 it's such an important aspect. Um, that I think, I don't say gets overlooked. It's just not as, there's not as much focus on that. 
Um, you know, it is funny. There's probably the biggest element of, or the biggest crowd who comes to me are people that either just found out they are pregnant <laughs> or, awesome. yeah, or they're actually in the delivery room. And, you know, it, like for a male, it hits them. Like they just either are going to the delivery, yeah. just found out it's this overwhelming feeling. Wow. Uh-oh. Like, yeah. I just, you know, it's like a toothache. Like they don't do anything. You don't go to the dentist until <laughs> the actual, the tooth hurts. Yes. Thing with fathers that, you know, th- until the actual baby shows up or they find out they're pregnant, you know, which is not necessarily what I went into this. I went into this with the idea of like, you know, your kids are two, three years old is when you start parenting. And that was the thought, but a huge portion, especially on YouTube and some of that is, what do I do? I just found out we're going to, you know, we're going to have a baby. I was like, you know, first of all, you have some time, you know, like you don't need to worry about how to communicate with your child for a couple of years, you know? Um, so those are the, it's, it's just an interesting dilemma of like, you know, when you look at it from a business perspective too, of, um, who needs this mm-hmm. versus who's searching for it, mm-hmm. you know, and who's that resonating with. So it's, it, it can be a little different, you know, of who needs this versus, you know, and so we try to get them as soon as they're pregnant, we try to catch them and give them those tools. And then hopefully it'll carry on as I'm going through the teen years now. And so learning about teens and, you know, I can't be an expert at something before I, I do it myself. So, um, you know, learning all about the teenhood, which, you know, you do a lot more work with it's, it, it's a whole different ball game, you know? Yes, it is. <laughs> I am so impressed that dads are reaching out to you sometimes before their kids are even born. That is, I am hugely impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Bravo no. to the dads. Yeah. And, you know, some of it can be as, as tack, as tact, uh, tactical as how do you tie a diaper mm-hmm. all the way to, am I going to lose myself in this mm-hmm. problem? you know, and, and some of the psychological stuff, which is great. You know, that's That's awesome. They are thinking about that. And, and I I will say a tremendous amount. How do I help her? That Mm -hmm. lot of the conversation, a lot of the asking, a lot of the questions, how can I help her through this process? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is great too. You know, beautiful. Yeah. This might take us off on a little bit of a tangent. I'm going to write down the two other things that I want (laughs) to ask you about. Um, but it's, it's very applicable to what you just said Uh, in a bunch of sessions recently with my parents that I work with, it's come up that this pattern has shown up where there's a situation with the child of any age, doesn't matter the age, the mom is trying to handle it. The dad feels the desire to support his wife. And so he swoops in and forcefully tries to take over and handle it, which ends up with him and the child having a blow up. And then the mom getting mad at the dad for wrecking everything when she was trying to handle it. And then the dad at the end of it, feeling like what the heck just happened? I'm trying to help. help." (laughs) And so I wonder what your thoughts are about that. Cause that's coming up a lot lately in my work with parents. Yeah. I mean, if I'm able to talk to the, the dad, um, you know, in many of these situations, uh, you know, it, it is even the mom who is coming to me and saying, well, what do I do? 
you know, and how do I handle this? The difficulty obviously is when, when you have, or you're with somebody who isn't thinking the same way, that's one. But I think we are also bringing in our own ego, our own trauma, our own. Absolutely. To this situation. And as men, we are fixers. That's what we do. We fix everything. So it's reteaching and relearning the fact that we don't have to fix everything. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I have a, I have a, a course on the relationship that's going to be launching and it's just listen, like instead of trying to fix it, listen, listen to what's happening. And so I, I think sometimes it's, and you may have the same thing. It's do less, not more, you know, mm-hmm. and it's for the man, it's like, you don't have to solve the problem. You don't have to fix everything. Just listen. And mm-hmm. out of the time, you know, that can be the case. And a huge, to- a huge topic and, and theme for me is empathy. And, you know, for a man to come into this situation and instead of fixing it, just listening and saying, okay, let me see this from my wife's perspective. What's going on? And sort of take a step back. Um, you know, that's how I would typically advise it. It's taking a step back and listening to the situation and not feeling like you have to fix it all. Um, Cause we think that we're helping. Right. We're not. And the intention is pure. That's the thing. Yeah. And then there's that breakdown in communication. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so for parents, I, I, you know, this is obviously important to talk about prior to children, but if, you know, once the children are there of, you know, the approaches that you're interested in taking or, you know, the type of parenting style that you have and, you know, how would we handle these situations? You know, if you have toddlers, then hand, talking about grade school and different situations. If you have grade schoolers talking about teens, you know, when they become teenagers, what, what do we want to do? And it's kind of, I think, knowing in advance. And my wife and I have been pretty good at that of just knowing and saying, okay, when this kind of stuff happens, what do you think we're going to do? That may not be exact, but at least there's some thought and some uh, cohesion of how we handle things. I think the difficulty or the real difficulty arises when you have two different philosophies on how the child should be parented. Um, yes. I don't know if I, I, I mean, unless you have a solution, I don't know that I have a solution for that. I, I don't, you know, I don't work with both sides. Mm. Um, you know, so it's not a situation where the wife and the husband, and we are trying to sort of make that work together. I really am only speaking to husbands and that's intentional um, it's just what I've chose to do. Of course, there's, you know, moms who follow and moms who are commenting and getting involved, but I really want to speak to the dads. And, um, sometimes that might be through the wives, you know, mm-hmm. or through, um, so that, yeah, it's hard. It's hard when they don't agree or they might have a difference in philosophy. You know, I mean, I'm curious how, how you handle that, you know, working with both sides, um, you become a negotiator and a you know, mediator in that sense. Well, what I tell parents all the time, I liken it to picking up a book, right? Uh, so many times, uh, spe- specifically moms will come to me and say, we're not on the same page. <laughs> and I say, if I handed you a book right now and asked you to open the book to any page, whatever you want, maybe let's say you open it to page 87, Now you close it and I say, okay, open it again to page 87. What are the odds that you're going to open that book to the same exact page? 
almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. So the odds of parents being exactly on the same page parenting wise, almost the same, non-existent. So the fact that parents, a mom and a dad, two parents are not on the same page is not cause for alarm or concern. It does cause stress, but there's no reason for alarm or concern because no two people come at any situation from the same perspective because they have different lives, different personalities, different backgrounds, different experiences. All the things are different. So how could they possibly be on exactly the same page? Mm -hmm. So I try to um, calm parents' concerns about that. And then also remind them that kids are so smart. When kids go to school year by year in elementary school, because they usually only have one teacher, and then in middle school, it's each year, they learn very quickly what teacher they can get away with what from, who's strict, who's not, who lets you whisper in class, who you have to turn in your papers ahead of time, and who lets you, who makes you not say anything in class. You know, they learn all of this stuff very easily, very quickly, and they know out of their parents who is going to be more strict and more stern and who's going to be more soft and um, nurturing. They know this. So it's not a terrible thing. It's not the end of the world if two parents have different approaches, but if they're extremely dramatically, ridiculously different, then of course the parents maybe need to communicate with each other and see if they can sure. kind of come a little closer together, but it's okay if they have different approaches in my opinion. Yeah. Understood. So that, that would be my answer. Um, I'm curious for you. Do you get, do dads come to you directly more often or do the moms find out, and send their husbands or ask you to, you know, like how, how, who's coming to you no. more often, the moms or well, the dads? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it depends on the marketing that I'm doing, of course. And, and the majority of my content, the, at least the drive of that content is through, well, now two channels, but YouTube is a, is a big driver. So what typically happens, uh, you know, at least what I can see in the analytics and such is there's a specific topic that resonates with someone. So, for example, for example, I'll have, um, you know, about talking about being proud of your child was, was like one that I just uh, released and saying, you know, instead of saying, you know, I'm so proud of you, it's you should be proud of yourselves. And so there's mm. a difference in the, the way that you talk. And so people will see that if it resonates with them, they may then subscribe to the channel. And then as a result of that, they may click over to the website and sign up. So that's, so a lot of it is is putting out, you know, the different types of content that I'm teaching and that I believe in. Um, and then if it resonates with someone, they'll click over to do that. You know, I haven't, um, you know, I, I'll go on podcasts, you know, and, and I've been on um, some women driven podcasts that are more women focused. And I don't know that a lot of people come over from that. I mean, I think you know they can gift a membership. They might listen to some of the material. Um, it depends on how much value they place on something that their wife is going to give them. If they really value that, wow, she, you know, she's helping me here. That's, I appreciate that. And many men do then yes, they'll come over. But 
by and large, and I've been a search expert, you know, I was a search expert for 20 plus years that um, understanding what people are searching for and what they need and such is part of my expertise in business. And so, you know, new dad, new dad advice, you know, what to do in the delivery room is one of my biggest videos or what, or sorry, what to do when I bring the child home from the hospital, you know, so there's these specific moments and these different times in the part of being a dad that I think, you know, people look for the material more. It's not as much in the parenting world of like three, four, five, and six. Like my child is, you know, uh, hitting somebody. I don't get the sense that more dad, you know, that there's a lot of dads searching for that information. I feel like it's more moms. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of the dad material is self-focused. What can I do in this situation? What, what am I, what is going on with me? What, you know, not that we're more selfish, but um, I haven't got the sense that, you know, they're searching for the solution with their, of their child. I think, you know, women do that more often so that there's some kind of situation at home. How do we solve this? I think women are searching more for that. For the dad, it's like, you know, what happens to me once I have a kid and what am I going to do when, you know, my kid comes or, you know, how do I become a father or becoming a father? Those kinds of searches are big, you know, interesting philosophical change that I'm going through of becoming a father. What does it mean to be a dad? That kind of stuff. That's really interesting. And that makes a lot of sense. It really yeah. does. So there's another piece that you mentioned that I'm curious about. You said there is a community aspect to dad university. Mm -hmm. Is there a place inside of it where dads have a chance to interact with each other and or with you? Yeah. So that, and that's still building because the membership is new. If you've ever run like a, a forum or membership, you know, that it, it can feel like there's ghosting, you know, one post here and one post there. So I'm not going to give any preconceived, you know, idea that it's like, you know, booming with tons of comments, but yes, they are, we do a monthly chat with myself. And so the dads can come in um, and do, you know, zoom one-on-one -on -one or, you know, or at least, you know, interact one-on-one. -on -one. Um, they can sit and do nothing and they can just listen, but that's for members only. And then the other part is the community forum where they can come in and post something and then dads can respond and I will respond as well. So, um, it hasn't gotten to the point yet where it's so overwhelming. Now on the other side from YouTube, the and TikTok, the comments have been are so much. There's so much volume coming through that I can't respond to everything. Right. Uh, Otherwise, I would just be sitting there all day responding to comments. And so I, I try to read them often um, or respond or you know, do something. But there are also, and I'm seeing this within the platforms where people are then helping each other. And that's exciting to see. So, you know, hey, yeah, I've gone through this. Here's what I saw or, you know, here's what I've done. And so that's starting to happen, too, which is exciting. And, and there, so there is that real sense of like, hey, I'm on your side or I've been through that. And dad's helping dad. So that is awesome. And yeah. it is really great to see. They'll, I, also you, they'll also rip you apart if they don't like what you're saying. Yes, that's true. Because so don't go on TikTok. I will, you know, comment on TikTok because, you know, if somebody doesn't like a comment, I mean, they'll get flooded. Yeah. Know, right. TikTok as I'm streaming live. Yes. Well, <laughs> there is certainly a bit of, um, 
courage that comes over people when they're commenting on social media and different mm -hmm. types of platforms like that. <laughs> yeah, which I invite dialogue. You know, I, I, I think even when somebody is uh, pretty rough or, um, you know, they, you know, adamantly disagree, that's okay. You know, and I'm okay to have that dialogue in a respectful mm -hmm. thing. I try to respond with love and respond with comments and, 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 and true, like of being inquisitive, like, okay, this obviously did not work for you. This did not resonate well. What's going on? Tell me like, what, why didn't you like, and it's funny because so much, so much of the time I don't get a response back. Mm -hmm. Like either they're just trolling or they just want to see a, a response, but like having meaningful dialogue is important, you know, very important. And people have different philosophies and that's okay. It's the same way when you're parenting, like you said, if your spouse thinks differently than you, like it's okay. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I think that's something that I think even between professionals, because, you know, they'll, they'll like put, no, no, no. Research says this and research says this. Well, research has said six or seven different ways that it's possible, you know, yep. but the latest research, well, okay. But there's been a lot of late research by very smart people and they, and there's different ways of doing things. Um, some can have different impacts, you know, and some, we don't even know the impacts yet. So I don't know. I, I, that's, I think, something that I, I want to make sure that the men understand, too, is like when they're responding to other men of like just being respectful. You know, mm -hmm. the person doesn't have the same philosophy as you. It's OK. So I try to push that out there, too. That is such a good point. But I, I really do think that <clears throat> your intention to build a community where dads can connect with each other and with you is really beautiful, because what I have found I don't know what your thoughts are about this as a man and as a dad. I believe that men in general do not have the support systems inherent in their lives the way women do. Right. And women have friends and they have, when they become moms, they have other moms, they lean on each other, they share struggles and triumphs and, oh my gosh, my toddler won't, you know, won't eat their dinner and my kid won't sleep through the night and I'm worried about my teen and all these things that moms yeah. just lean on each other for naturally. And I have met, I have spoken to so many dads who are jealous of their wives because their wives have this support and they don't. And they have told me time and again, I get together with my buddies and we watch sports and drink beer, but we never talk about anything that's, that we're struggling with. And I, desperately want it but don't know how to create it and well i i think that there's a little piece missing and it's calling out the the men who actually say that too in saying have they made the effort to do it so it's one thing because you know i, I can give you an example the other night i met up with a friend i was traveling for a conference i met up with a friend that we don't necessarily talk too deep but i said some things and so did he and we immediately got into a deep conversation like it nice. is it just takes the effort because there are so many men that want to, yes. but there's, and part of that is shame. It's fear of like how I'll be judged. Yes. There's a lot of that. And so part of, I, so I, I do kind of call out when people say there's just no place for it. Well, you have to take the responsibility of yourself and say, okay, well, 
it's one thing if I mentioned it to a friend that I, Hey, I had this conversation. They just like pushed me off, but I have not had that experience. And especially with my close friends, like I do know that there are some friends that I just won't have that conversation with, but for many of the guys who I would consider close friends, if I came to them with anything, that's why they're my good friends. Like they would have that deep conversation. And so I think that's part of it. I, so I, I, not even so much that there isn't places to go or we don't have that network. I think it's getting over the shame and the trauma and the, all the other things that we feel like I can't, I can't talk about this. So it's the fear within ourselves that's causing us not to have this network. Mm-hmm. If I was open about it. I'd have a couple guys that would be willing to talk about it. Um, so that, and, and it's, you know, I was just at this conference last week and for stay at home dads, I was actually sponsored a part of the sponsorship of that conference. So we went there and we provided some services for them and stuff. And the number one thing there was community. Number one, by far ahead of anything else. These are dads who stay at home, don't have a support network. Right. All of them. I mean, almost, I mean, every single one had mentioned, we did a bunch of interviews and stuff had mentioned the fact that the reason I'm coming here is the community. The reason that I'm here, yes, we get get educated on how to be more efficient. You know, there's all kinds of little things and educational aspects of it. You know, they called it career development. Like this is their career. It's their professional development. And, but the number one thing by far was community. And these dads feel like there's nobody to talk to, you know, same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Given the opportunity, they started talking. You know, when they were in a safe place or they found that somebody else was willing to talk about, these guys were talking. Mm. And so that's kind of what my belief is. It's just, it, it is within yourself dropping that fear and dropping the shame and saying, you know what, I'm not going to get judged by this. You know, the fact that I'm having a struggle or that I'm overwhelmed, you know, so I do think it's getting better. Um you know, and I've talked about that in some of my videos of just being okay with it, kind of normalizing the fact that we all feel this way. You know, I can be head of dad university and be teaching all this stuff. I'm still going to have difficulty at home. Like it's, it doesn't, one doesn't equal the other, you know, there are struggles. It's just, well, how am I going to handle it? You know, and how am I going to deal with these situations as they come up? So I think part of it's just the honesty you know, it's, it's being honest and open and, and, you know, hopefully I can give a place, if not a place, then at least give them the okay to talk about it. You know? Well, I say bravo. I think it is much needed. Men need support systems, whether they have the courage to speak up to their friends and their, their close friends in their inner circle, or whether they come and join your dad university community I think it's a beautiful thing what you are, what you have and are continuing to create. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think also too, you know, men reaching out to other men who say, and, and just saying that like, Hey, you know, if you've got something that's bothering you, you know, Hey, let's talk about it. Um, and I've had friends who have had it. They've, they've noticed me in situations where I'm a lot more stressed out or I, you know, maybe I'm not calling or texting as much or something that, and they'll say like, Hey man, is everything okay? You know, I'm lucky to have those kinds of friends. Yes. Um, and so just, ha- you know, and I'll do the same for them, you know? And so I think it is changing. I hope, you know, I think there's, you know, with enough, enough push and enough resources, but yeah, that's, we've, we've got quite the mission ahead of us. So. 
I love it. And it's an important mission for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of this information that you have shared with us today for dads everywhere. And I will post a link in the show notes where dads can go check out your community and hopefully join it and benefit from all the wonderful things that you're building for them. That'd be great. I appreciate that. Well, this was awesome, Jason. I really enjoyed talking to you and learning more about your community and all the good work you're doing Mm -hmm. for dads. It's so valuable. And I know dads everywhere are going to benefit from it. And I hope that we encourage some dads to come over and join your community. I appreciate that. Thanks for your time. Thank you again. And that wraps up today's episode. Wherever you are in this world, I hope that you make it a very connected day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to Aaron at Aaron-Taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.